Welcome to the Liberty Experts Podcast, where all your liberty questions are answered, discussed, and debated by experts. Now, here are your liberty experts, Tim Moen and David Birnbaum. Hello, Tim. How's it going? Hey, David, it's fantastic. You know, it's uh, about plus 10 degrees here. The sun is shining, the grass is growing, traffic is light, and I'm ready to commute to this podcast directly to your hearts and minds. Great. Um, So today we wanted to talk about, I suppose you called it like environment versus personal responsibility. Um, Yeah. I might call it free will versus determinism as well. Mm, Interesting. Um, Yeah. Right. Because so add some context for me and the listeners about what specifically or what recently led to you wanting to talk about this. Yeah, no, this is just something that comes up um, from time to time in in Facebook discussions when I make a post. You know, sometimes I'll make a post. um, Well, yesterday I made a post about these being very critical of these two paramedics that got fired in Vancouver for making a patient um, crawl to their stretcher. And I'm like, you know, these people have one job to do and they fail to do it. You know, that this is not professional. Like, I don't care if you, if you have compassion fatigue, I don't care if you are worried about your back, you've got one job to do that you signed up to do. Right. And someone came on and kind of half acidly defended the paramedics saying, well, you know, I cannot kind of understand both sides of this. I mean, if they've, it was in Vancouver's east side, so they've probably gone to this patient multiple times and, and blah, blah, blah. You can kind of understand how this can happen. And I'm like, yeah, you know, politician, Tim, I, I want to reform the system. And I have all sorts of critiques of the system that predictably results in um, some paramedics behaving atrociously, like an incentive kind of incentivizes that kind of behavior because it incentivizes abuse of the system. And then as paramedics who signed up to save lives, we're continually going to the same person who just needs a ride here or there and is is like obviously abusing it. But paramedic Tim has all his venom for those two individuals who signed up. Yes. You know, you signed up to work for a hellscape uh, that has been created by politicians and you said, I'm, gonna, I'm going to look after patients uh, in this hellscape. And so if you're burning out, quit the job, but you don't make your patients crawl, right? So, so yep. I thought, and, and, and I've had this before where I've, I've, as a politician, putting on my political hat, I've criticized, you know, the drug war, for example, with creating all these problems like gang violence, like uh, makes addiction worse. And all these kinds of things. And I've gotten heat for what about personal responsibility? Like you shouldn't just because uh, there's a drug war on doesn't mean you should, um, you know, engage in gang violence and stuff like that. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about how we can talk about environment versus uh, versus personal accountability, because there is something I think, you know, I heard this once at a conservative convention. It was that... um, you know, the guy got up and said, you know, the main difference between conservative conservatives and liberals is that with liberals, it's all about the environment. With conservatives, it's uh, it's about personal responsibility and personal accountability. We, we don't blame the environment for uh, your actions. And I'm like, you know what, I, I think that both these people are missing a piece of the picture. Like you can't discount the environment or personal accountability. Uh, and I think you can have both. You can recognize, you know, so right. I thought it'd be interesting to talk. I'd, I'd get be curious to know your initial thoughts on that. 
Yeah, so I think it's a really important topic and it's particularly an issue in politics now because I think every mainstream political group and the the way the average person looks at politics, it is in uh, in this kind of uh, environmental way. You are shaped by your environment. If you were in a poor area, you're going to be a criminal more likely and like you couldn't help it almost, right? Or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think, that's, I think that's kind of all across the board as I see it. Um, you know, I think it's important to kind of hold that into account, but fundamentally it comes down to each person's an individual. And that's what we care about. That's what we focus on. And that's the only proper lens to look at, at it through fundamentally. Because, mm-hmm. you know, from, I'm not an expert on this area, but philosophically speaking, it's free will or determinism. Those are the only two options, right? And there's this almost false debate in the mainstream as like, are you determined by your environment or are you determined by your genetics and your biology? It's clearly one of the two, nature versus nurture, not can you decide what you want, right? Um, But I think you hit on an important point that like nature and nurture do both play a role, right? Right. If if you have certain genetic traits, life can be easier for you. If you're born in certain settings, life can be easier for you. And making the right choice can be easier for you. But it's still you who have to make that choice, right? Um, It's interesting. I actually recently watched an episode of House that talked about this specific issue because it was talking about like, two black guys and and the decisions they made in their life. And the doctor black guy was willing to dismiss like, oh, you can't use the environment as an excuse. But he then said, oh, but biology could be an excuse, right? Um, But so I think the most important thing is, no, like those two people, the two paramedics, they chose to do that, right? And we talked about this at length in our episode about justice, right? And justice is recognizing that people make all the choices they make. Everything they do is the choice they made. And you can't really have a proper society unless you fully recognize that. Um, But it's, it's really interesting how deeply people subconsciously fact, like think deterministically. And it's Mm -hmm. even about like race and, you know, even the idea of, um, you know, blacks in America having a certain uh, propensity towards anything. That's, that's, not de- that's not dealing with them as individuals. That's assuming you're determined by your racial history or your upbringing or whatever. And it's totally the wrong approach. And I think what leads to the politics we have today and the group warfare, and it's like, well, my group feels this way. It's like, no, each individual can make a choice and has certain feelings and stuff. So that's my initial thinking on it. Yeah, and I I agree with you, um, but questions arise for me as in like, okay, uh, let's just take a, a corporate environment. You won't, there, There's a business, it's privately owned. Um, we would say that, uh, you know, if employees are behaving badly, those employees are responsible for how they're treating the customer. Let's say they're doing bad customer service or being abusive to the customers. Um, but uh, as a manager, uh, you know, my job is also to create an environment, you know, th- there, there could be something I'm doing as a manager that I need to yeah. own that is creating an environment that is 
that is more likely to result in that kind of behavior, let's say, right? And and so managers have to take into accountability how they lead, the kind of policies they implement, um, understand from an employee's perspective why they might be behaving badly. And, um, you know, so, so there's responsibilities at multiple levels in this hierarchy, right? And then as a yeah. politician, maybe there's a set of policies that the state has implemented that, you know, as a manager, I have to be compliant with those, that legislation. And that's the way I'm doing that is creating these policies that employees hate and lowers morale. And, you know, so, so there's, there's, I think there's multiple levels of personal accountability to be had um, in this thing. It's not just, uh, let, let's say it's not just the hitman that goes out there and executes right. the person. It's also the person that ordered the hit, so to speak. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's an important point. And I definitely think when you're talking about politics or when you're talking about like societal wide issues, you do talk statistically, right? Like there are, yeah. you can do this and statistically people overall will do that, right? And so there is a level of like, you know, planning and, and moving the pawns and that kind of thing. And you can know, okay, if I increase the drug war, there will be more gang violence. But, you know, it's because those people are choosing to engage in gang violence. And so you can know sort of, cause and effect at a large scale. And I do think that's a real phenomenon. But what's important to note is that it's a phenomenon to the degree that people aren't, are choosing to not be in control of themselves, right? Mm, so people yeah. can choose to just be moved around. We've talked about the automatons or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like people, but to become an automaton is a choice to not exert your free will, right? You can be in a corporation and there can be a policy that you think is bad or might be bad and you can either quit, stand up for it or just think, oh, but they must know what they're doing or, oh, it's not that bad. I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to put my head down and implement the policy, right? Right. Right. And so like to what degree is the average Nazi responsible for their own behavior? Because right. they were raised in a certain corporal environment and mm -hmm. the society was doing it. This was the dictate. This was what everyone else said was good. And I can either really think about it and decide, do I think this is good? Or I can at some point not do that. Um, and the, the thing is that Again, there's it's kind of like a meta factor as well, because the more you're in those environments, the harder it is to turn on your mind and right. to question it. Right. Yep. And so if you're in this environment since four years old and everyone teaches you and trains your mind to behave a certain way and they train you to just be an automaton, then it's way harder to do it. And, and same like you can have certain intellectual dispositions that make it easier or harder to have the courage to go against the crowd. But that decision is always there. But there are factors that can shape it and make it harder or easier. Well, let, let, let me ask you this then. Um, you know, it's it, that's the, the Nazi example is kind of an easier one. But 
But what about the concept of leadership, right? So we've all worked for good bosses and bad bosses, right? And with good bosses, you know, they you you feel happier coming to work. Like yeah. you got a little bit of a spring in your step. You can't wait to get out the day. When you have a bad boss who's constantly criticism, looking over your shoulder, like you, you dread going to work, your performance kind of is lackluster. You're you're yeah. kind of got one foot in, one foot out. Like it it affects you. So and there here we have two different environments. And yeah. they're affecting me very differently, right? And yeah. the way I behave and the things I choose are kind of almost directly correlated to the environment. Now, on one hand, I could say, well, maybe a, a really self-actualized objectivist uh, would would be like the, the perfect employee, no matter what kind of boss you had. But how do we think about leadership in in organizations and stuff when we're thinking about um, free will versus determinism or environment versus personal agency? Well, so I think my, my view of the self-actualized person would actually just not work in an environment right, that right. they felt negative in, right? That's like fair, that's, yeah. I don't, I refuse to work for almost anyone. And in terms of what I think a good leader actually does and the type of leader that makes you feel like that um, and have a positive vibe and stuff. It's to the degree they recognize your personal agency that you actually enjoy it. The more you have someone who thinks you can't think, who treats you as if you just need to implement their dictates, that is actually the thing that makes it more miserable. Because, you know, you could have a boss at McDonald's who still makes you feel valuable because they trust you know how to flip burgers, right? Like I yep. worked uh, I worked at Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory and I hated it because they treated me like I was a moron who couldn't figure <laughs> out how to cut an apple, right? And right. it's like, and because sometimes I'd make a mistake and they'd make it like, oh, clearly you're a buffoon. That confirmed their bias, yeah. And this versus... I made an, a, a mistake. Um, and so it's like, you know, that is a very, let's say, simple environment, a simple job, but still to the degree they trust me to be intelligent at it and I can use my mind and can figure it out. Like I worked last year as a receptionist and I loved it because the boss 100% capable to do my job well. Um, and I think that is kind of the key thing is, again, that recognition of um, yeah. of do you have that agency or not? Right. Again, well, I, I think degree- I think you, so I, I think you hit on a good point when you said I would choose not to work for that bad boss. Right. So here we we are talking about you're recognizing that environment would not be good for you. Like you wouldn't like to work there. You're, you're probably affect your performance, but you have the agency to cho- choose your environment. And that's a key thing. Right. And, and, you know, that's also my point with these paramedics, they can choose their environment. I mean, the, the choices are somewhat limited because the government has a monopoly pretty much on a lot of those services, but they could still choose another career. They could, you know, there's always choices to be made. And, you know, this, this falls in line with, um, Bruce Lipton wrote this book called The Biology of Belief, where he makes this very point about how our belief determines our biology to a large extent. You know, he was talking about how it's, it, you know, we learn in school that the brains of the cell are is the, the DNA, the nucleus, right? But he says, no, actually, the brain of the cell is the, is the um, cell membrane, um, and because uh, that's what turns on and off 
different genes and, and, uh, genetic expression comes from there and so you know he talked about how the environment was so important in terms of genetic expression um you know if you have a healthy diet if you have it'll you'll have healthier cell membranes that are more able to robustly interact with the environment uh if you're well hydrated you know if you're eating the right nutrition if you're not stressed or if you have the right kind of stress these are and these are all choices you can make with personal agency and so you know a lot of biologists say you know that the the environment the nature nurture dichotomy is actually kind of a false one like mm. we're part of our environment and and it's you know in some ways um it, it's difficult to separate us from but the, the thing that makes humans unique is that we can choose our environment we can actually and we know that certain groups of friends will behave a certain way and be well, toxic environment others will lift us up and will be better versions of ourselves. we can choose those and that's where the agency really comes in well and it's even more than that i'd say like it's not that we can just choose our environment we actually can shape our environment right we create yes. our soul we create our life we choose our environment we shape our environment even to the degree on societal levels, reshaping the planet, we can do that. That's what humans can do. And I think the, the point you hit on about personal agency with respect to these paramedics and stuff is a really important point that connects why this is so important to politics. Because to the degree that there's regulation, to the degree that there's not a free market, it limits the realm in which people have personal agency, broadly speaking, but also specifically, you could have a passion mm -hmm. for being a paramedic or a passion for being a doctor, and you have to work in a certain environment. If And, and so it's like, you know, being a doctor is my highest value. I really want to do it. And I'm willing to put up with all of this crap because there's only one environment to choose. But that's not the type of thing that will help doctors flourish and will help more people be attracted to the field and the best people. Right. And so I think that's true for paramedics as well. You want to be able to, like, to the degree that there's some, because people often think of central planning in terms of, like, you know, how much bread is going where, right? But if, if there's some guy at the government who says, oh, this is the type of environment paramedics need, then that's, right. you know, a central figure choosing that. That's a central committee or whatever. And you can't actually have people figuring out, no, I actually want to be a paramedic. I'm being a paramedic. How yeah. can I do this best? Because I really want to do this well. Right. I really care about doing this well. Well, I and we can, all, we can also apply that thinking to people that go into administrative management leadership roles as well, right? I'm going into this leadership role because I want to create an environment that attracts the best kind of people, the kind of people that are initiators, go-getters, that, that can are free thinkers, that work with, with the organization as a team, but also understand that, you know, they can wield a lot of influence in it and they can, um, they, they, you know, I, I want team members, you know, it goes back to my leadership uh, degree where I talked about self-organizing fire teams. You don't want to micromanage your team where people are either waiting for orders or freelancing, uh, nor do you want no coordination at all with people just doing whatever they want. You want to find that, that uh, perfect balance where you have a bunch of individuals who all want to put out the fire and they will initiate action without waiting for orders in coordination with their team members. And, 
you know, leadership in all three of those different scenarios looks very different. I want to be the leader that uh, oversees a, a, basically a self-organizing team and gives them the information they need to do their job from that level. And I think that's how I look at management is if I'm stepping into that role, I have a personal responsibility to create that kind of environment because that, that, then my uh, organization will flourish uh, better. So we can apply that at all levels. Right. And, I and think also, that- I, I want to say this as well. As a as a manager or a leader, uh, when one of my team members messes up, makes a mistake, or comes to work with a bad attitude and, and whatever, um, you know, I I not only have to hold him accountable, I have to also hold myself accountable. For was there something that I could have done better that would have helped avoid this situation or made the environment a bit better and, and, uh, you know, made it easier for this person to come to work with a good attitude or something like that. Right. And I think that's totally fair. And that again applies to how should we organize society, right? Cause it really comes down to each person has personal agency at the managerial level and at the individual level. And you want to organize a culture such that everyone wants to put out the fire right? Everyone is choosing from their own desire what, how they want to help, what they want to do to contribute to their life, to the lives of those around them. And they self-organize, right? Because yep. the average person does want to make life better for themselves. They do want to improve themselves and the world uh, through that. But what the fundamental debate is, and this came up in our like philosopher King discussion as well, I think, is does the average person have that personal agency or not? And at least the, and I don't know enough about the conservative view of it, but at least the liberal view of it is that, no, the average person doesn't have that agency and we need to take care of them because they don't have it. Right. And, and it's like, you know, and it's not their (laughs) fault. They don't have it. Right. Whereas it's the liberals fault. If there, if there is any fault to be had here, if that's true, then the fault is with the progressives that brought public education to our shores. Right. And right. This, this I mean, is that's literally like, what public education was supposed to do was create a bunch of unthinking, conforming automatons. And right. to the degree they were successful, the progressives are to blame. And, and there are there, there are trade offs. Right. I mean, look, if you want to operate in a high performing team, there's high levels of accountability. We expect you to think at a higher level with complexity, considering the context be able to lead yourself um, and and influence those around you if you've got it, you know, but if, if all I'm doing is pumping out grapple grommets where someone has to pull a lever and do a couple of, you know, basically act like a robot. um, Well, uh, you know, I, I don't need that kind of person. I can pay a much lower wage for essentially an automaton. And there are plenty of automatons out there that'll happily fill that role and then get mad when the robots take their jobs. Right. Right. But, but that's the thing is uh, like, again, um, I think it's important that people always have the agency. They can be otherwise. They can be. And it's important to realize that and optimize society such that as many people as possible have the actual benefits of turning on their mind. Right. Right. And, and, and I think it's important to frame it like, you know, people that go to work as an automaton are choosing that. Right. And there might be things, reasons, legitimate reasons why you might choose to just be an automaton. You know, maybe you, you don't want to turn on your brain at work. Maybe you just want to go there and not have to think about it and outsource all the thinking to some management manager who yells at you. And maybe that's more comfortable or, or, 
better for your life, you know, and then you can focus on your passions when you get home or something like that. And that, and maybe you just have to do it to pay the bills and, you know, you can accept that, but you, you should understand that you are choosing that environment. Your boss isn't choosing it for you. Society isn't choosing it for you. You are, have personal agency here. You chose that and just accept it and own it. Right. And I think bringing it back to the paramedics, they chose yep. to be in that profession. Exactly. They chose to be in the profession in the current environment. And then they chose to be really, really shitty at it. Yeah. They chose yep. all of those things and they chose to not do their job. And they deserve to face the consequences for that. Yeah. And it is a shitty environment. I've gone to the same patient numerous times on a call. You know, I, it, it, it's frustrating. You feel frustration. You feel anger. You feel at the abuse. And there's a part of you that wants to punish the per patient or whatever. But, you know, over the years, I've learned to turn that off. And I can have zero compassion. I can have zero empathy for a patient. And I can treat them with a high quality of care each time. Right. Um, I, I, and I don't need to, it's not my, my job to judge a patient, right? It's not like this person over here is sweet. So they're going to get a high level of care. This person over here is an asshole. So they're going to get a low quality of care. No, I strive to give a high quality of care every time I, I, my job there isn't to judge. It's just to deliver high quality care. And, and I have to turn off that part of my brain that is making judgments and getting mad at the system. And I choose that mindset, right? Um, and you can choose it too. And these paramedics could have chose it too. And if they could, if they get to a point where they can't choose it anymore, they're burnt out, quit your job. Let someone else step in who is ready to provide that high quality of care. Thanks, Tim. Hey, we bridged the nature nurture divide, man. We've solved it. <laughs> If you want us to solve more of these problems, subscribe to us. Go to thelibertyexperts.com. Drop us uh, a donation, if you would. It really helps us think when we get money rolling in. Right, David? Right. Thanks, Tim. (laughs) 